Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, do you use Postmates or Uber Eats or Grubhub for food delivery? I do. I use two of those. Uh, one of those I just haven't tried. You know, it's just a lot of apps on my phone. I saw last weekend that there was a poll that they pulled all of these delivery food, these food deliverers. And this is very shocking. <laughs> 28% of the people that they polled said that they do eat their clients' foods that they deliver. Isn't that just gross? That's kind of weird. I mean, because it's not like, it, it's not just like pizza where, you know, I guess maybe that's why, because if you ate pizza, there would be a, a slice missing, right? But it's kind of weird to think about like somebody digging through like my, you know, my stir fry or something. Or your fries or something like that, right? Like if, a burger. I mean, if you if you deliver a burger and, you know, you, someone took a bite out of the burger. That's, that's yeah, like take a whole patty but... out. Take a whole patty out. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Fries, you can kind of understand. I mean, fries are just... You know, when you're driving around, your hand's just going in that bag. I can kind of get that. That's sort of involuntary, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but still, I just, uh, this is why I don't use food delivery. I just don't do it. Uh, is that I why? Mean, or is it because yeah. you live in Issaquah? <laughs> I get pizza delivered once in a while. I do get pizza delivered once in a while. But uh, most of the time, I'm, I'll, I'll call in the order and then I'll just drive. Because I just like to drive to the place. And just pick you it do up. like to drive, I have to admit. I do. That's true. <laughs> But uh, um, now, after seeing that poll and more than a quarter of the people that, that are food deliverers are eating my food, I am no longer asking people to, to drop things off for me. Never. Wow. Never not again. at all. Okay. No, no, no. no. There, yeah. Yes. Nelson's made the call. He's made the call. <laughs> no more delivery of any kind. In no fear more. that people will be eating his food. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't like it that you eat my food. So why do why do I want other people eating my food? You don't like that I eat your food? <laughs> wait, wait, how did we get here? <laughs> well, I have to be honest with you. I mean, you know, I live in Seattle because I'm a Seattle foodie and right. I work in downtown Seattle. And I, I mostly use those services downtown just because often when I'm working, I'm working right through like a 10 hour shift. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's usually why I use them. But um, I found other apps where you can just order and I pick it up. Like I don't mind, the, like the walk is really nice. You know, I just don't mm -hmm. want to stand in the lines because we know how much I love lines. Yeah, no, I'm all for picking it up and walking over mm -hmm. there and putting in the, calling the order. Just, I don't want someone to deliver it. And plus a lot of times you... They, they're waiting there and I was like, where are you? I was like, oh, I'm on the other <laughs> side of the building. I was like, what? It's like, oh man. It's like, it's just, just too much of a hassle. Okay. okay. Anyway, okay. off Got of it. my soapbox, off of that. All right. Welcome to the show. This is the Out of Foodie Podcast, episode 47. Hello, Monica. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Back on our regular schedule. We're recording Sunday night, so that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. We don't have too many recaps because we didn't get to see a lot of each other this week, which was totally fine. I did my own thing, you know, went out, yeah. played out in the sun, did a couple of hikes, brutal hikes. Yeah, um, I heard. <laughs> I heard from some other folks. <laughs> we, hung, we hung out with the same people on Saturday, believe it or not. Just not together. Just not together. Yeah. Like travel for Boba <laughs> and 
uh, eating with Tao. It was it was fun. It was. I fun. almost feel like we have a visitation schedule and we're like separated. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, no, I knew they were going hiking with you and they were meeting up with me later. I'm just like, oh, okay, well that's interesting. That's cool. Um, and I I hung out with a bunch of other people as well. So why did I get the hard thing? I I got the hard thing with them because you never say no. <laughs> I say no. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> oh, but it was fun. It was fun. We got to go to Happy Lemon afterwards. and I know. Awesome. It was good. It was good. And it's way better than like meeting at the McDonald's. You know how divorced some divorced parents like meet at the McDonald's. At the do, playground. Do the exchange. Yeah. yeah. At, at the, the playground. playground. Yeah. Like, yeah. Way better. Way better than you. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. It's been nice to, to enjoy some summer fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. So like I said, we didn't see each other but um, that much, but we did do two events. So why don't we kick that off? Let's do it. So this week we headed out to the marina and had dinner at Palisade, which was part of Restaurant Unlimited's Summer Visit Challenge. So if you all don't know, through September 8th, they are challenging guests to visit any five of their restaurants this summer to eat up to $75 in complimentary dining credits. The Summer Visit Challenge is open to all Restaurant Unlimited Rewards members, and you can become a member for free at restaurantunlimited.com. And Monica, for us, our first leg of the challenge was at Palisades. We've been there before. I loved my cocktail, the Huckleberry Pomegranate Mojito, because hashtag Fruity Pebbles. And <laughs> I also loved my Palisade Jumbo Prawn Cocktail, because that dry ice just came out, you know, it's just beautiful presentation with that dry ice, because... Okay, you know, hold up, hold like up. Yeah, hold up. Some of us are extra <laughs> like that. And some of us have to ask them to do the dry ass again because they weren't ready to film. <laughs> well, that's because that's because someone, <clears throat> Monica, was taking the shots at the better angles, and by the time she finished shooting, like all the dry ice had almost disappeared. And I couldn't I couldn't shoot any smoke. Wow. So okay. <laughs> okay. So we had we had to pull the curtains behind there and not blame it on, you know. <laughs> Nonetheless, um, the food I thought was really good. The entrees I, I really liked. We both ordered from the chef seasonal selections. I had the pan seared halibut with strawberry gazpacho. Really, really went well with the whole thing together. But Monica, tell us about your Palisade seafood trio because I loved the look of that and you mm -hmm. had a lot of food. And then also the dessert you got, Monica. For sure. Um, you're right. That trio was a lot of food. I definitely wasn't expecting that. So guys, we ordered off their uh, chef's catch. And so there's like they have a special section of the menu where they're featuring certain dishes. So that's where we're ordering our dishes off of. Um, and on mine, there was, a, let's see, king salmon, there was scallops, and there was a jumbo prawn. So it was beautiful presentation. And I have to tell you, I've talked about this before. I'm super picky about my scallops. And mm -hmm. if I bite into one and it doesn't taste right, it's not cooked properly, it's not seasoned properly, I'm not going to eat it. And I loved it. It was delicious. Um, the salmon was prepared well as well. And the jumbo prawn was so huge. I mean, it was like a baby lobster. I mean, it was like huge. I thought <laughs> yeah. it was huge, just open face there. I'm just like, what is happening right yeah. now? Um, I asked you, I was like, was that a langoustine? I was like, no, that's <laughs> yeah, a jumbo like, prawn. No, I was like, dang, that, that's, uh, that's a big, okay, that's a big jumbo prawn. But uh, now that you mention it, hey, guys, if there's anyone out there who wants to serve us some langoustine, we, we love that too. <laughs> <laughs> but what really blew me away is the dessert selection. So I've been going to Palisade for a really long time. And y'all, I mean, part of this is that Restaurant Unlimited is celebrating the 50th anniversary. So the group has been around for 50 years. Palisade's been around for, for at least half that time, more than half that time. 
in terms of dessert, um, we hear that they have a new pastry chef, and I'm telling you, it is amazing. Uh, Nelson, your creme brulee trio, I I can't even believe it. I'm also very picky about creme brulee because mm -hmm. people tend to cook it improperly. Again, overcooking it or undercooking it. And if that happens, that means their whole batch back there. So there's no sense in sending it back because that means the entire batch is messed up, right? Um, right? It was delicious, Nelson. And I'm sorry to like sneak in on your dessert. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. It was a trio because they had the normal classic creme brulee. Then they had a strawberry and then an espresso mm -hmm. one at the end. And I really loved it. But can we talk about your goat cheese tort, which was like oh, their yeah. seasonal special dessert? Oh my gosh. Those so, strawberries on the on the tort were absolutely amazing, like perfectly ripe. Yeah. They were. And I don't know what kind of cookie that was. I mean, the best way I can describe it is when I looked at it, I'm just like, ah, oh, cookie. You know, there's a cookie propped up on the side. And I'm just like, I don't know. You know, it, it doesn't look that appetizing. Um, but that cookie was just so addicting. Um, I would take a bite of it and it was crispy and buttery, but then in my mouth, it would like change. Like I felt like it was turning into a different cookie as I was eating it. It was like a transformation. And I know like that's weird, but it felt weird and felt fantastic at the same time. I don't know. It's just like that. So anyway, the rest of it was goat cheese. It was a goat cheese tort. Um, strawberries, Nelson, you're right on point. Those strawberries picked at the peak of freshness. And that goat mm -hmm. cheese filling was so light and fluffy, sitting on top of just the perfect little sponge cake. And uh, oh, so good. I just feel like I should go there for just dessert. Because, you know, I just found out they have like this town car that can come pick you up. Yeah. <laughs> and I forgot I had like a couple of um, I have a couple of rides those business cards to get those rides so now I can just call them up to pick me up for dessert and I can go enjoy it <laughs> perfect perfect and then Monica from Palisade that was just our first leg so we've got like mm -hmm. a couple more restaurants to cover for the rest of the coming month and you can do it all the way to September 8th just to let all you know okay and then Monica from palisade to up in west seattle we went got up real early <laughs> to get to this place <laughs> tell us about what we did yeah we went over to west seattle and um just fyi guys if you're not like from west seattle there's a lot of construction going on so just you know be mindful um so yeah we got up early for breakfast and uh we went to little Prague bakery so this local business you should recognize them from farmer's markets they've been serving farmer's markets in this area since 1999 and nelson before this, did you know they had a cafe that's been open for five years? I had no idea. And then right? also when they told us that they go to a lot of farmer's markets, they were at the Issaquah Farmer's Market. Mm -hmm. So I've been buying some of their pastries at the Issaquah Farmer's Market. <laughs> I didn't realize it was Little Prague. <laughs> right? No, I didn't know about the cafe either. And it's very cute and very quaint. And turns out the story behind that is that that was their commercial kitchen. And they just decided, you know, we're always here. Let's go ahead and open up a little European cafe and people can come and order stuff too. Um, and it was a feast. <laughs> uh, so guys, one of the things that they're famous for is their collages. And that was, we, there's like such a large selection of them, berry ones for, you know, my Fruity Pebbles co-host. Um, anywhere from blue. <laughs> to like seasonal strawberries and peach and apple, um, just creamy, dreamy stuff. You know, that would have been breakfast enough for both of us because we're not huge breakfast people. But out came this hearty meal of Hungarian goulash and Moravian pork roast with sauerkraut. And both of them had dumplings. And so, guys, when I say dumplings, they're not like, you know, I mean, Nelson and I love dumplings, but it's more, think, think more of like a uh, soft white bread um, mm -hmm. is what it was. I think we were full, Nelson. <laughs> what did you think? 
I took home a lot of stuff because I was just like, this is breakfast. Breakfast is usually for me is like a protein shake with blueberries mm-hmm. and peanut butter. So mm-hmm. when we had that, I was just like, okay. I was like, but we killed Monica. We killed the Hungarian goulash. We like, did. We ate, I couldn't stop eating it. I know. I, I felt so bad because that plate was in front of me and like we, we kept switching off. I'm just like, no, I'm going to need that back. And before you know it, that huge amount of food was gone. And then we did that video where I'm just like, oh no, this one's empty. We're going to need another one. It came like this. <laughs> it was so, the meat was so tender. I just couldn't believe it. And it was so comforting. Like, I mean, it's something that for me would be really perfect on a cold day, but clearly it was a hot day and it was I just, good. I licked the plate. So yeah, uh, you guys. Out, outside, people are walking their dogs and running and like, that looks good. And I'm like, yeah, you should check, check it in. I love the kolaches. The kolaches are really good. I'm a big cre- cream cheese Danish type person. Mm-hmm. If I had to choose like a pastry, mm-hmm. I actually took home the honey lavender and I actually really liked it. The yeah. honey lavender cheesecake, uh, uh, cream cheese. It was really good. That was really good. Um, they also have some seasonal mocktails for the hot weather. They just started selling them because um, that seemed to be the demand in the area. I had the lemon lavender soda, and I'm completely in love with it. It was so delicious. And you had one as well, Nelson. Was it made of berries? It was. It was made of berries. <laughs> Strawberries and blackberries, to be exact. But yes, yeah. it was uh, made of berries. That was but- delicious. But you were just kind of drinking the syrup. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, you kind of liked it. Anyway, guys, visit Little Prague Bakery for delicious food and a seasonal menu of mocktails for the warm weather. And don't forget to find them at your favorite farmer's market. Perfect. Well, that's all we got for the recaps. Um, let's head on to the events, shall we? All right, let's do it. Monica, you and I went up to the Smith Tower and we talked about it in a past episode. But for the summer season, the Smith Tower is doing something totally different. And they're launching a summer pop-up bar on the 22nd floor starting Thursday, August 8th. There's beautiful views of Puget Sound in Seattle, just like you would see at the normal Smith Tower. But now there's great weather outdoor and the Smith Tower will open the lookout to the public for the first time providing a rooftop bar. They'll offer casual drinks to patrons over 21 from 4 p.m. to dusk. And it will be open all the way through September and potentially through October, weather permitting, depending on uh, how this global warming thing turns out for the rest of the year. So let's just say October. <laughs> yeah, let's say October. <laughs> Trump doesn't believe it, you know, in global warming or anything like that. But, really? you know, it's going to oh, be yeah. a lot warmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Bigger. <laughs> No, this is really exciting because, guys, previously the lookout was only available for private parties. And if you guys didn't know that, you can rent space in Smith Tower for weddings or parties, things like that. But that's what the lookout was used for. So now it's going to be open to the public. Yeah, I think it's great because when sometimes you go up to the Smith Tower and it's it's very full because it's right in the middle of Pioneer Square. And a lot of people after work like to go up and hang out for drinks for happy hour and things like that. And now you have an outdoor rooftop area that you can hang out and the weather's beautiful and you get just as great views. Yeah, no, I think it's a great idea. All right. Monica, what what do you have? Ooh. Tell us about this cafe truck that's coming around. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. So occasionally I fangirl over things, and this is one of them. Um, Oh, my gosh. This is all you, Monica. All you. I know. I wasn't even with Nelson when when I sent him this message, but I'm pretty sure he was laughing out loud or rolling his eyes or something like that. So, Nelson, did you know, first of all, that I love Hello Kitty? 
Yes, I I'm I'm aware that you are a big Hello Kitty fan. Okay, as long okay, got that out of the way. <laughs> so I do love Hello Kitty, and the Hello Kitty Cafe truck is coming to West Westfield South Center on Saturday, August 10th, from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. So what's in the truck? You say? Well, they're going to be selling like Hello Kitty themed baked goods and treats uh, near the south entrance. And I have to tell you guys, and this is absolutely a true story. The last time I visited this truck, I spent well over a hundred dollars. Don't judge me, listen. Don't judge Whoa. me. Whoa! All on is it all food stuff from Hello Kitty? You spent a hundred dollars on baked goods from Hello Hello Kitty? Hey, if it had our face on it, I bought it. Whether it's did like, it have when, like a pencil box? Did you buy like a pencil box to go with it too, or a no, backpack that's, or something that's, like that? That's my that's my six year old girl collection that I still have. <laughs> um, no, it's they they sell cookies and they sell macarons. I mean, I don't know exactly what's on the menu this time, but examples of things that I bought. Um, they sell little cakes like pedophores. Um, even like the bottled water is like in the shape of a bow tie with Hello is is like Hello Kitty branded merch. You know, um, they also sell like coffee mugs, things like that. But yeah, it was. Um, it's a little extra, but I know there are other Hello Kitty lovers. So I thought it was really important to share that with our listeners. I think it's really cool. Um, I probably... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can you pick me up some Doraemon stuff? I mean, just, Doraemon just... stuff? <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a if place near it... my house that sells like a Doraemon cake. It's it's gorgeous. <laughs> All right, Nelson. Guys, guys have characters too. Guys can guys can fall in love with characters oh, too. Of I course, mean, there's nothing wrong with guys falling in love with Hello Kitty. No, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. that. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, tell <laughs> us what you got, Nelson. Okay, Monica, I had no idea until I looked this up. Did you know August 10th was National S'mores Day? Yes, I did, and I didn't you post did. anything. And I didn't post anything. I'm terrible. I missed National Watermelon Day too. I can't believe it. National well, Watermelon hold Day. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because you didn't miss it because. August 10th. We're not on August 10th yet. August 10th oh. is National S'mores Day. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Well, I always get confused because they have national and international, so it's like super confusing to me. That's why there's That's like, true. I don't know, like like four like mac and cheese holidays in a year. Like how is that even possible? <laughs> All right, so every sorry. day every day is a food holiday. Every yes, so we haven't holiday. missed it. Okay, good. No, haven't missed we it. We haven't missed it. I'm going to mark well, that on my calendar. <laughs> to celebrate our friends at theo's is celebrating s'mores the whole weekend so from friday through sunday you can stop by the theo's store in fremont their flagship store to get a made-to-order theo's s'mores all weekend long for four dollars each you choose the chocolate to pair with your graham cracker and they make their own marshmallows in-house at the theo's kitchen now monica on friday from 4 to 7 p.m there's a kickoff party with games music and this is our favorite part there's gonna be a photo booth Oh, oh yes. yeah, we oh, love yeah. the photo booths. Yeah, we do. Samples. There's going to be tons of samples. And this is my favorite. If you buy over $25 worth of chocolate products from Theo's, you get a free tote bag. Hey, oh, tote hey. bag. Come Nelson on doesn't now. have enough tote bags. <laughs> oh. Hey, okay. Just let's go off on a little tangent here. <laughs> I went grocery shopping at a certain grocery store I won't name. And when I opened my trunk, I had no tote bags because all my tote bags were at home. So, oh, no. I always need more tote bags. Always okay. need more tote bags. Okay. Yeah. So guys, <laughs> send Nelson your extra tote bags because the rest of us have 200 of them. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize there was such a great need. I'll make sure to give you some, Nelson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So s'mores. I mean, yeah, Monica, you're a huge fan of Big Daddy's. Isn't the Big Daddy kind of like a s'more 
in oh, it. Oh yeah, it's for essence, sure. Right? It's got some caramel in it, but yes, absolutely. Um, I'm a huge fan of s'mores, and in fact, um, Fridays are usually my night with my with my kid. But I might take him down there because he loves chocolate and definitely loves s'mores. So another story I have: I was hiking on Friday with my friend, and as I walk through the different path on the trail, there's different campsites. And we, we were hiking probably like about nine in the morning mm -hmm. and I'm like, and there's one campsite that had, you could smell s'mores. And I'm like, <laughs> for someone's, breakfast. Someone, someone's making s'mores for breakfast. Yes. I'm just like, okay, Winning yeah, I guess, I guess you do you, man. You do you, buddy. <laughs> Did you ask for some? No, I didn't ask for no, some. See, I, just, I would, I, just... I would be like, Hey man, what's going on? <laughs> you got to share with all you of share us. With us? <laughs> just walking by, but you know, I can't help but smell your s'mores. Can we be friends? That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's me. Yeah. <laughs> so Theo's chocolate Friday through Sunday, get some $4 s'mores. Perfect. Also, Monica, I want to tease a giveaway on my personal account. I'll be doing a Theo's giveaway this week. So look out for that and make sure you enter because I'm going to be giving away some chocolate. Ooh, fun, 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 fun. I love know. it. I love it. I know. Yeah. Okay, Monica, what do you got? What else is next? Okay. So uh, you guys, you guys know we record on Sunday. We we're just talking about this. So by the time you hear this, it will be Monday. So Monday night from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. at the Dynasty Room, there's going to be an all-star lineup of Seattle bartenders and chefs from businesses like Musong, Adana, Wow Wow Lemonade, Ciudad, Kamanegi, Barcada, Ayako and Family, Hood Famous, Big Shop, and more. They're having a fundraiser to benefit races. Races is the immigrant is the Refugee and Immigrant Center for Education and Legal Services. And what they do is they are dedicated to reuniting immigrant children with their parents at the border. So let me tell you, you guys need to see the list of businesses because there's so many, we can't even name them all. It's a $15 donation per person, but you can always donate more for great food, drinks, and music. I, Nelson, I'm just blown away. I mean, if you've seen this list of businesses, it's just in one spot. I can't even believe like how much talent is going to be at Dynasty Room tonight. Yeah, I saw the uh, advertisement on there. And it's just like pretty much the entire Seattle restaurant. Sure. <laughs> All the Seattle restaurants are, are going to be participating. I think it's awesome. Definitely for a great cause. Um, and it's only $15. Mm -hmm. It's only $15 per person, just the minimum donation. For sure. I'm thinking about going there. Are you Are you planning on going there too? Yeah, I'm thinking about going too. It's just the weather that's sort of deciding it for me. It might be a little hotter tomorrow than it is today. But yeah, I'm thinking about going as well. Because I went to the um, CID block party and Musang sold out of food before I got there. So I'm just like, oh, I need my fix. I need my fix. Yeah, it's for a great cause. Definitely. Okay. Monica, I have one more. And I just, we talked about this last week. And I just want to remind people this event because it's going to be a huge festival and we talked about it, but don't forget Jack's low and slow festival is this Saturday, August 10th. It's going to be fun. It's going to Jack himself is cooking up a thousand pound steer. So meat eaters, you don't want to miss out on this. And there will also be a live concert and music throughout the day and tickets can be purchased on eventbrite.com. Monica, it's all day event, 12 PM to 10 PM, 10 hours. So soak up that sun. I'll bring you that SPF negative eight that I've got so and all day. Yeah. And all day. We'll be, we'll be dark. We'll be as dark as the steers that they're, that they're roasting. Nelson, you haven't seen me in a week. I've darkened up. Like I didn't almost didn't recognize <laughs> myself in one of my videos this weekend. I was like, wow. Um, I'll bring my big floppy hats. And those, those are the ones that they wear at like uh, the horse races, like these huge floppy hats. That's me. 
Okay. <laughs> no, it sounds like so much fun. And I love Jack and I love his food. So this sounds like a great party. I haven't ever been to a party at his place. So looking forward to it. You and I are going to be both be there. So if you guys see us, come say hi. Okay, Monica, one last event. You love food trucks. Tell us about this one. Do I love food trucks? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yes. Do I love, do you, do you love food trucks? Do I go to the University of Washington? I don't know. <laughs> that again? <laughs> <laughs> you slipped that into like almost every episode. <laughs> okay, guys. So on Thursday, August 8th, from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Magnuson Park Hangar 30. So that's an indoor venue. Solid Ground will be having a food truck taste off. Seattle's favorite food trucks will be facing off to solve poverty. You'll be able to sample a dish from each food truck, and then you can vote for the best. There's also going to be music, beer garden, and raffle prizes. Um, are you familiar with Solid Ground, Nelson? Monica, I am not familiar with Solid Ground, so tell me a little yeah. bit about that. So Solid Ground, um, they used to have a different name years ago, and they're over in the Wellingford neighborhood. And um, they do things like offer like tenant advocacy and definitely support people in transitional housing. They have multiple program lines, and so th it's a lot. Um, but while you guys are at this event, you can also learn more about Solid Ground and their work to support basic needs, just like housing I was just talking about, nurture success, and to spread change. Tickets start at $10 for admission and go up to $45 with a variety of options. So like $10 is for admission. There's some food tasting packages um, for those sample sizes. Um, there's also uh, beer tastings. And so that's what the difference in prices are. And so they have a complete listing of them available on the Solid Ground website, which is where you would purchase those tickets. Monica, that sounds like another great event for another great cause. I think I, I really appreciate that the food community is really doing a lot to help with all these different causes out there. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think um, really in the last couple of years, it seems to be more of that, or they're just getting better about talking about it and telling that story because I actually think a lot of businesses support uh, a lot of causes that we don't know about on the back end. Right. Perfect. All right, Monica, that's a week of fun filled events. A lot of events going on. We had six that we just talked about. Wow. So <laughs> it's going to be another busy summer week. Perfect. Should we get on to our guest? Yes. Who are we having on the show today? Oh, I am so excited. Okay. Let me just preface this. So there was a story on Momo Shares, our, our friend Momo Shares, and someone described Momo Shares as a food artist. Mm -hmm. And I think our guest is the perfect description. As he's a food artist. And today's guest is the one and only hashtag blessed Tony Toe, otherwise known as TDT Eats. You may know him for his beautiful photos with the incredible Boca and his awesome IG stories with mukbangs. <laughs> Monica, you and I have been a great admirer of his work. He was one of the first food influencers I looked up to when I first started my Instagram account. And we talk about how we met in our conversation. And here's our interview with the legend, TDT Eats. All right, what's up, Seattle? I, this is awesome because I am with Seattle foodie celebrity. I'm, I'm embarrassing you right now, but this is—you are the first. You are the first foodie Instagrammer I met in Seattle. This is TDT Eats, Tony Toe. Oh my goodness! What's up? That, that is an introduction. <laughs> well, thank you for blessing me with your presence. Oh uh, yeah, it's hashtag blessed. Oh my God, hashtag blessed. But <laughs> no, yeah, I'm very uh, humbled to be here. So thank you for yeah. inviting me into the podcast. I've been wanting to have you on the podcast for a long time. Like I said, we we first met. Is it, I feel you said two years, but I feel like it's longer than no, that. No, it, it had to be. Two, well, I think it was like around maybe summer of 2017. Okay. Because I think I met Nelson in line 
for a Matcha Man pop-up yeah. when they were doing their pop-up at 45th Street um, Stop and Shop. Yeah. But yeah, it was a it was a it was a blessing because he was one of the first foodies I followed too when <laughs> I started doing this. So yeah, damn. Yeah. Fifteen, you're fifteen years younger, but I, I still look up to you. That's <laughs> a role model. Fifteen oh, years man. younger. <laughs> what? I thought you were thirty, dude. I do not know what you're talking about. So let me ask you, how did you get, how did you get started into the food scene in Seattle? Man, it's crazy. So, well, back in the day, like 2012, 2013, I used to take, just take pictures of food and just put it on Instagram. No filters. It was just very like choppy. But I think from like all my friends, they would just know me as the food, the food guy, the foodie. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really take myself seriously until like May of 2017 was when I really started, you know, kickstarting this whole foodie thing. I did like a small internship with Eat Seattle, which is a food website, and then just got my feet wet and just started, you know, just doing this whole food thing. So did you start off shooting with a camera? With No, so I started off initially with using an iPhone or whatever like photography skills I did not have, but just an iPhone and then I picked up a DSRR back when I first started actually, May 2017, so yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. So let me ask you because you're, I think you're an amazing photographer. So food <laughs> photographer and other stuff too because I've, I've seen you shoot some other things too. No, when yeah. you had friends in Canada, when you went up to friends in Canada. When you're shooting food, what are you looking for? Obviously, it's kind of an open-ended question because there's different angles and stuff like that. But what do, you, what do you see when you're looking at food photography? Well, first off, I don't really call myself a photographer because I feel like I'm not really... A photographer, like I just so happen to have a DSLR camera. I know some angles. I play around. I shoot like 50 million times, and hopefully there's like one shot that's perfect. But I guess in general, I would make sure there's like the right, the correct, better lighting. You know, the correct mm -hmm. lighting. Yeah. Because I feel like you can't if you shoot in like low light. It's just very like grimy. So you rather focus on like white light or just like natural light. Mm -hmm. So I think lighting is the most important thing. Um, besides that, I don't know, I'll just try and get a feel for the food, like, which angle will, like, bring out the best colors or, like, the best visual. So that's kind of, like, what I, like, think about before I take a picture, and that's kind of, like, my setup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your photos are always amazing, so I'm looking at it, and I'm just like, man, how does he, like, what is he looking, what does he see? Because sometimes I get in a rut when I'm looking, shooting, and I'm like, man, this is the same angle I shot two days ago or something like that so oh, I didn't yeah. know if like how am I changing it up or sometimes I'm too close and I'm always so close I have to like widen out for sure thoughts. it's like trial and error honestly because like sometimes you just you might have a bad day you shoot some like not average pictures but I think you just gotta keep doing it and then mm -hmm. that's what I did personally just like whenever there's like a bad shot I just like take it over again or like move a step move the food and just like you know, I guess, refresh yourself, like, start over. Yeah. But sometimes it's nice to just, like, step back, take a breather, and then just, like, go about it again. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the food in Seattle. So oh, how would you describe the Seattle food scene, for, in, in your words? Ah, oh, man, I'm not... Okay, let's see. I think the Seattle food scene is... I think the word I would like to describe is, like, potential. Okay. Because I think it has a lot of great things. Well, no. Scratch that. I think it has a lot of good things, but I feel like it could be better in certain aspects in terms of like just like diversity and the accessibility of like different types of food. I feel like we have a lot of like good stuff like June Baby, Solare, 
a bunch of Renee Harrison's res restaurants. Jewel, just like just name a few. I feel like there needs to be more focus on like I guess quality of ingredients, local sourcing, and just like representation, like presentation of like the dishes. Mm -hmm. But um, overall, I think this the food scene has potential. Yeah. So what do you think ne there needs to be more of? Man, I just feel like this needs to be a lot more diversity um, and more like, not trendy foods, but like, I guess more of like unique items. Well, I want to put more like emphasis on like other ethnic minority foods. Like, I guess that doesn't have like the mainstream appeal to it. Mm -hmm. Like Ethiopian food, like Colombian food, Persian food. There's so many different things that really be explored in the city of Seattle that I feel like is lacking but we do have a lot of good stuff though we got like Japanese food man we got good Mexican food for the most part and like some other stuff but definitely more diverse yeah of like different other yeah I, I feel the same way for like Thai food right there's a lot of Thai restaurants yeah here, but sometimes it feels like they just focus on one region of Thai. Yes. Right? There's so many, so there's like, so many more regions of Thai food. <laughs> you know, thai a lot of people food. are like, oh yeah, let's just go get Thai food. What do you, what do you eat at like, a Thai restaurant? Oh, Pad Thai. Pad Thai, like, yeah. Bruh. It's like, <laughs> it's like there's way more different regions that you're doing different stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so that's, that's I, I kind of feel the same way. Yeah. And that, it's when, I, when you travel, like when you go to LA and you go to Vegas or you go to the bigger cities in Chicago and things like that, you come yeah. back, it's like, man, I wish Seattle had this or I wish Seattle had that they yeah. did that certain thing I think we both have the luxury of being able to like go to different cities and be able to like experience different types of food mm -hmm. in order to have that perspective because obviously if you don't travel too much or like if you stick to like the same food groups that you eat then you kind of restricted mm -hmm. so I think in that sense it's a blessing that yeah. we're able to like know that yeah so for me in my opinion there's a difference between like favorite food that you like to eat or favorite cuisine to like favorite restaurant you've eaten at like what are some tell me like what are some favorite places that you like they're just you know just comfort food that you like to just go and do or if there's like any restaurant what do you like i think let's see i need i guess some of my go-to restaurants whenever i like I take friends is to solare mm -hmm. but that's only because one of my one of my best friends actually is the, the chef there mm -hmm. and he really like creates a good menu for us like a tasting menu of solare he prepares the dishes right in front of us and i think we get that great intimate experience yeah. just being able to see the chef just like do his own thing but obviously eduardo jordan is great but shout out to Kelvin, he's like super cool and he's been like hustling since day one. So I'm proud of what he's been doing. But I would say Solare is one of the top restaurants I would go to just to take anyone and that I'm comfortable with. Yeah. Um, Suica in uh, Cap Hill, have you been there? Yes. I think I like their like Unagi Bambop the most. I go there quite a bit. Someone told me that Raizu up in Vancouver yeah, is the same owner yeah, as Yeah, the same owner actually. And the tamari yeah tamari is by the same, the same thing like, too, well. too. They, yeah. have, they, have, they have like a restaurant group but Raizu in Vancouver I've been there yeah. too and the food is like good as well yeah. so that's great they have that 15 bento box yes no yeah. I went there just for the bento box <laughs> we did too we did too hashtag do it for the gram <laughs> no yeah so Solare Suica I'm trying to think of other restaurants at the top of my head Copine have you been mm -hmm. to Copine, Copine? Yeah. in Ballard absolutely um, I think the chef there has a great 
like I guess I for food and like this quality of the ingredients like I said you know I'm not afraid to admit this but like Applebee's the happy hour <laughs> I used to go there back in the day and I still do now and it's just like the boneless chicken wings yeah. and just like I don't know it's cheap it's like comforting yeah I went there back in the day it was a good like meet up for friends no, I used to do the same thing um, yeah, too no. in Factoria. There's the one in, there's oh, yeah. one in Factoria. Is I actually go there now since I kind of live close to it. So. Yeah. We used to go there all the time when we were in high school and college too. No, yeah. Like, so yeah. That, was, that was dope. So I guess that is a handful of restaurants that I would See, go to. I like that. It's just like, because foodies are always like, like, people always think like, oh, you're eating really good. But there are some times it's just like, I just want a burrito at Chipotle sometimes. Yeah. And, oh, and yeah. there's like nothing wrong with it. Exactly. There's nothing wrong. No, I, just, I, I just want like a quick... Seven six dollar burrito. Yeah, I can go on a tangent there right now, saying that Taco Bell has some really good stuff. <laughs> the Crunchwrap Supreme. I've made those before too. Yeah, those are good. I think being a foodie is being able to like try out different types of food and being open to uh-huh. it. But at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter how much the price point is or like how well people think it is. I think it's more about the individual. Yeah. And if they like it, that's all that matters. Yeah. You know? So I think one of the greatest things right now is Carmelo's tacos. Right? Oh yeah. And Carmelo's tacos are only about two two dollars, two twenty five. Yeah, two twenty five, yeah. And I actually I love how they make their tortillas. Yeah. And it's, it has a little crunch to it. Right. So it really just brings out yeah. um I get that I guess like good texture contrast, but it's just always so much better when you can make your own tortillas. Oh, yeah. I think sure. I was just having a conversation with uh, our friend, Emerald City Eater. Brian was Brian. talking about that, too, as well. So, yeah, we were just talking about that. It's just, it's just so much better tacos-wise. Tacos yeah, so. for sure. All right. So, in Seattle right now, what's what do you think is hot right now in Seattle? Oh, man, what do I think is hot? I think Filipino food is Filipino hot. Filipino food? Yeah. I think that... that okay, I don't, I, want, I don't want to, like, say it's a trend, but... It definitely got more exposure during the past year and a half, uh-huh. at least in other cities like L.A. and like all that stuff. I think is finally hitting its stride, which it should be, because Filipino food is so bomb. Yes. So I think that's that's the trend, or I guess trend, quote unquote. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 I think Melissa Miranda opened yeah. up a new song. Yeah. And then I've been to a couple. Several uh, other pop-ups, Filipino pop-ups too. They yeah, come out too as well. Yeah, there is one in South Seattle. They have a tasting menu. Do you Archipelago. Know which... Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to go there in the next couple yeah. weeks. Yeah. So. I think there's only like 12 seats there. Exactly. Right? It's very limited, yeah. and I think for some people, the price point might be a little too much. But I think um, as I go out to eat a lot more, this is more about the dining experience. Yeah. Not just about the food, but like who you go with and like. The quality of ingredients and how intimate that experience could be um, could be worth the price point. So I'm definitely excited to check it out. Awesome. Well, I have some flashcards here. So I'm going to ask you a bunch of things. People probably already know this. All you're going to do is just tell me the first thing that comes out of your okay. out of your head, right? All right, sounds so good. So it could be anything. It doesn't have to be just food. So All I'm right. just going to do, maybe we'll do maybe like, I don't know, just seven, to, seven to ten, seven to fifteen rapid fire questions. Okay, sounds and good. Whatever comes out. Ready? All right, sounds good. All right, favorite poke? Oh my God, uh, Southfish Guys. <laughs> oh my God, why does everyone talk, say Southfish Guys? There's other poke around. I love Southfish Guys. Uh, disclaimer, I know Wait, the owner. are you trying to talk trash right now? No, I'm not <laughs> talking trash right now. I'm like, this is like the fourth time someone's told me Seattle fish catches. Yeah, I think the, the, the quality of the fish is good. Yeah. It's amazing. And I think like they have some really You got to get their fish collar. Their fish collar is amazing. It's mm. not poke, but it's... it's no, yeah. It's pretty good. All right, best cocktail. Oh, you know what? I don't drink, so <laughs> I cannot give you okay, that. But right. Central Smoke has some really good cocktails. Central Smoke? Yeah. 
Uh, favorite pizza? Um, Costco. Costco. <laughs> Seahawks or Sounders? Oh, Seahawks. Seahawks. Uh, favorite dish you've made? Um, dang, it was this roasted potatoes with like this oil, like vinaigrette. You cook a lot? I cook sometimes. I don't cook, I make, I cook the basic food groups like protein, carb, but like not as much. Yeah. I should though. I like cooking meats. So yeah. like turkeys, ribs, you know, things oh, like that, okay. proteins. I've done ribs, I've done like chicken breast. Chicken breast is my like, yeah. main go-to when I like no prep. Yeah. But yeah. Like in the summertime, you know, I have a smoker, so I like to oh, smoke. Oh shoot, okay, Throw cool. like a brisket in there. Oh, that sounds, like, yeah, uh, sounds amazing. That. Hey, cook for me. I know. <laughs> cook I'm still waiting you. for Annie to cook. Yeah. Annie eats food. Annie eats food, we're calling you out right now. Yeah, we're waiting. Yeah, I live Wait. on the east side and she's, she's not even cooking for me. Dang, how dare she, man. <laughs> All right, other than Applebee's, guilty pleasure. Oh, Taco Bell's Contract <laughs> Supreme. <laughs> How about favorite coffee spot? Um, dang. Uh, Sour Coffee Works, Capital Coffee Works mm -hmm. in Capitol Hill. Yeah. Yeah. All right, is it pop or soda? <laughs> soda. <laughs> King Five or Como? Um, King Five. All right. Best brunch dish you recently had? Oh, my goodness. I haven't had brunch in a while, but... Actually, no. I um, It was like this... Chicken and waffles, but they use quail. Oh, um, wow. It was a conversation. Okay. That was pretty good. Are you a sandwich guy? I am somewhat. Okay, favorite sandwich then? Okay, umbien. Umbien, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Heck yeah. I get the scallops though at umbien. Ooh, I've had the scallops before. Okay. They're pretty bomb. I get right. the classic though. I have two more I okay. like. To, I want to end with. So give me your best fried chicken. Oh, fried chicken. Uh, bias, maybe not bias, uh, June Baby's fried chicken. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you still gotta wait? You still, do we still have to wait for, um, I, I haven't been there in like six months, so I don't I haven't know. been in a, in a couple months either. Um, I don't think you do. I, I remember they have this reservation thing uh -huh. that you can get. I think there's still quite a wait for like on, okay. on Sundays. Yeah. Because I, I remember we used to have to wait through happy hour at 3.45. Exactly. And then they don't serve until 5.30, yeah. so you got to wait another, like, hour and no. 45 minutes. Yeah, so I don't know. I remember they had that tip on, like, Seattle Times where you could, like, oh, hey, beat the rush and get chicken yeah. and, like, gym baby. Yeah. All right, let's end with this. Best sushi you have, you've had in Seattle? <sighs> Maneki yeah. and Shiro's. But I haven't been to Sushi Koshiba, and I haven't been to Wataru yet. Okay. So... Wataru. You gotta do Wataru. I know. Yeah. I gotta. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Tony, thank you for being on the show. No, Last question <laughs> I always ask where can we find you on social media? All right. All platforms. All platforms. Oh, man. There's only one platform you need now. That's on Instagram. Follow me at TDT Eats. TDT. A lot, you know, fun fact a lot of times people don't even know that there's an extra T after the D. Mm -hmm. If you were to say it's TD Eats, but mm -hmm. it's really TDT. Because TDT stands for like the acronym for my full name, Tony yeah. Noto. Uh -huh. Yeah, fun fact. So follow Perfect. me on Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. Or, Great interview. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Nelson. Awesome. Appreciate you. Yeah. And that was our interview with Tony Toe, a.k.a. at TDT Eats. Make sure you follow him on Instagram. Monica, I loved our conversation because we talked about Taco Bell and Applebee's. Because he's a big fan of that, too, as well. So I'm not afraid to get, like, a crunch burrito wrap or some uh, chalupas. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not afraid to say that. I do do that when I'm when it's, like, around midnight. 
Yeah, late late night hour, um, for sure. I have to say though, Nelson, um, I love Tony, and I've just enjoyed so much getting to know him better over the last year. Um, but I'm a little hurt. Um, you said that he's one of the first food influencers you looked up when you started. I mean, I thought I was one of the first. No, y- you were one of the first, but he was the one way before we met. Because <laughs> him and I, I mean, we in the interview we we met at a Matcha Man pop yep, up, I'm... and that was like one of the first things I ever went mm-hmm. to. Um, to check it out and I mean I think I was like two posts in <laughs> when I did oh, wow. that Macho Man pop-up <laughs> and I followed him and I was like oh my god that guy's TDT eats and I was just like I I fangirled over him <laughs> I was just like oh man I was just like you know back then I was like a, I, I'm not gonna divulge my age but I was just like this guy's way younger than me (laughs) thank you for not divulging your age and thereby divulging mine which I've asked you not to do anymore (laughs) yeah I know laugh it up Nelson (laughs) no he's a great guy but no he he's truly a great guy and um just like all of our foodie friends there's foodie people in general they're just really nice and um just very very welcoming so I I really had a great time interviewing him Sounds like it. All right. Sounds like a great interview. Yeah. So Monica, w- anything else before we to, before we end the show? No, I think that's it. I mean, we only saw each other at two events last week, but it's going to be a busy week for us. Um, I was looking at our schedule, so expect to hear more from us, you guys. Yeah, we have two events in one day, and that's going to be fun. Mm. And uh, yeah, some dinners, lots of dinners, <laughs> lots of things to do <laughs> for the day. And I've got some other things too as well. So... All right, everyone. I think that's our show for the day. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Monica, we're almost close to our one-year anniversary. This is crazy. I know. I can't believe it. Episode 47. Five weeks from now? I don't know. What are we going to do? Like, Just go out on top and just finish it at 52 episodes? Yeah. We can just call it a season. (laughs) Call it a season? I'm calling it a series. That's like series finale right there. Series finale. It's like, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're done. We're, we're done. done after we, 52, we, guys. We did our work. We did our we work. Did we did it. We did it. We did it. It's too hard. No. <laughs> we're not doing it anymore. It's too hard. Yeah, it's oh, too gosh. hard. It's too hard working with you, guy. No, it's not that. It's anymore. just hard work. I'm just, I'm exhausted <laughs> all the time. <laughs> you, and, I know. you and I weren't even together. I and I was like, one night you texted me. I'm just like, oh my God, I haven't even seen you in three days. And I'm exhausted from all the stuff I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> well, that's what most women tend to say about me. I do exhaust. It's just like, it's, exa- it's not you. It's the life. Uh, the life is hard. <laughs> We're living that extra life. Oh my uh, gosh. Living that extra life. Well, it's been fun. It's been fun and it still is fun. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, I think that's all we got for today's show. Thank you so much for listening as always and happy eating Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at Seattle Foodie Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.